Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. First of all, uh, a little bit of an explainer about what's going on in this episode. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we covered the magnificent Christmas issue of Roy the Rovers in the Melchester Odyssey Part 175 during which Sharon Davies met Roy in a Holiday Inn, and then her boyfriend turned up and kicked the shit out of Roy at the door. <laughs> and threw him in a swimming pool, didn't he, at one point? I don't know. I can't remember. I've got the thing I, I, he he kung fu no. kicked him into a swimming pool. And we got to see real-life Penny, who was basically sitting in a Holiday Inn hotel room, which had been made to look like the race living room. Um, Roy fell in the pool, yeah. Um while he was trying to sign an autograph because he was too near to the edge and Sharon jumped in and saved him and then her boyfriend turned up and kicked his head in. <laughs> <laughs> and Roy, oh, to be episodes. fair to Roy, he did publish that. It was his decision and he, he had a, as much self-confidence to publish a story about him getting his head kicked in. Either that or he was contractually obliged. I don't oh, yeah. know. Uh, I would imagine Neil Adams, judo king, Drives a hard bargain. (laughs) And of course, Roy would have been threatened if he hadn't published it. So anyway, we did that one. And what we forgot to do was there was also the the standard Roy of the Rovers story in that issue as well. uh, 24th of December, 1983. So we're going back a week because last week we gave you episode 176, uh, which had Charlie Carter doing his gardening and then going to a practice match. And some other things. So we're going back. So we're going to call this episode 175.5 um, in order to keep the, the timeline kind of regular. So, um, yeah, we've done the front cover bit because that was Roy and Sharon Davies in full colour. Humanised Roy with an illustrated head. Um, deeply unsettling. And Sharon Davies hiding behind a Santa beard. Uh, just slightly less unsettling. Uh, so inside, it's just a two pages, Sam. This might be a shortish episode. I don't know. It depends where we go with it. But um, pages we'll mean nothing. See. There's no relationship between the length of a Roy the Rover story and the length of an episode of Top Flight Time Machine. But this is true. Hmm. Yeah, 
it depends. We can we can be free and easy with it if we yeah. want to be. That's all I'm saying. We don't have four pages to cover. We just got two. I, I'm still noticing a decline in the quality of illustration here. Yeah, there's just less yeah. detail. It's sort of like more like early. They're just bash. It's like they've just started to stick out the early sketches, like before it's been properly yeah. done. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well. As a little spoiler, in next week's episode, which will be episode 177, I think, mm. where we go forwards again, the Roy Reyes phone call thing, where a reader can ring in with their comments, mm. uh, the reader comments on the illustration style, and is oh. not complimentary. Oh, wow. We'll deal with that. Well, there's a, I'm, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that someone spotted it, because... If you look, if you listen back to like the first ever episode of our um, Ride the Rovers Odyssey many years ago, I remember that a huge part of that was us talking about how dynamic and thrilling it was visually, mm. like and how absolutely incredible the illustrations were, which I genuinely mm. don't think get talked about enough. You know, this style yeah. of illustration was as much about. Was as much of the appeal as the stories to me. I mean, it was just it's so sort. There's something so sexy and thrilling about yeah. the way that he draws football. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not shit here. in this, I just think it's still good. But it's just like it's definitely a few, a, a fair few degrees well, below the best standard that they used yeah, to have. We, we don't know what was going on with David Skew, the regular illustrator at the time. Um, a few weeks previously, he'd been inserting females' names into the uh, advertising hoardings. Yeah, as Maybe part of... all of that led to something that came to a head, and there was a situation. There might have been an incident. Yeah. There might have been some pushing and shoving. I don't know. You could but... call it a situation. You could call it an <laughs> incident. You could call it many things. You could call it a fracas. You know, many words for many you could, situations. You could go as far as to call it a bit of pushing and shoving. Whatever you call, you call it... it doesn't really matter. You could call it uh, a crime if you want to, but, but that's really all down to a judge and jury at the end of the day, and not me. <laughs> it's not for me to say, not for you to say. It's not anyone's business, but the justice systems. Know. So maybe, maybe Skew had had to um, step back for a while. I don't know. Maybe there'd been a timeout situation. Maybe there'd been an intervention. I don't know. But there's something not right about the drawings in this current phase era of Roy the Rovers. Uh, it says at the top left-hand corner in the yellow box, which brings us up to date. Of course, don't forget, we're going back a week here. Uh, Manchester Rovers were losing 2-0 at home to Carford City in Roy's first league game since being restored as player-manager of the Rovers. His substitution of young favourite Rob Richards had already puzzled the fans and now Vic Guthrie had been unluckily sent off. Vic Guthrie doesn't get unluckily sent off, I don't think. I think no, getting sent no. off is because he always deserves it. Yeah. Um, so he's been sent off, and Blackie gives Roy a little bit of advice over his shoulder. Kenny uh, Logan had better play a bit deeper now, Roy. I'll drop back into Vic's place in the back four. Oh, <laughs> Fancied himself as a centre back. Uh, Roy says, No, you won't, Blackie. He says, We're two down. With not long to go, so there's no point in reshuffling the team. We'll play on keeping to our normal positions as if nothing had happened. <laughs> <laughs> when, whenever you're in a sticky situation, denial 
is always the best way forward. It's called, it will come to be known by future generations as gaslighting. (laughs) (laughs) I do it, I do it with pen all the time. I've spent my whole life gaslighting of us and look at me now. I'm I'm fucking, I'm the cock of, I'm the cock Cock of British football, right? Why? (laughs) Gaslighting. You might not have heard this phrase yet, it's based on one of them old black and white films, but I saw it when I was a kid and it fucking had a big impact on me. And ever since, I've been lying to people in a skilled way that makes them feel as if they are going mad and the reality they have seen was not a reality but an illusion. Do you see what I'm saying, Blackie? I think so, though, but I'm not sure. You're confusing me. (laughs) Are you gaslighting me, Roy? Sometimes I do, Blackie, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely brazen. There's another (laughs) phrase called styling it out. (laughs) <laughs> which is what I do it's a very similar thing and that's what we're going to do now we're going Blackie, to pretend we've still got two centre backs I'll put it in terms you can understand you know when you're walking along the street and you suddenly trip on a loose paving stone and you feel like a bit of a cunt but then you turn that trip into a jog and for the next 20 or 30 yards you trot <laughs> along a little bit yeah and I, I do that all the time yeah, that's because... I'm so clumsy. I've told you that why that is. It's because you wear shoes that are half a size too big for you. I just think they look more manly, Roy. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe so. But at the same time, you don't look manly when you're fucking tripping around all over the pavement at Melchester High Street. I'll be honest with you, Blackie. You look like a fucking circus clown. But there you go. And that's not gaslighting. That's just the truth. <laughs> you can take that. That shows I like you because I'm being truthful. <laughs> but put it this way I'm not going to always tell you when I'm truthful it's up for you to decide <laughs> so we're playing as if nothing had happened uh, the Melchester fans became even more puzzled and there's the Lampards in the crowd what's Roy up to now Carford have twigged that Rovers are playing with a mad short in defence they're throwing more and more players forward Roy thinks ah that's just what I hope they do <laughs> fucking hell rope a dope brilliant anticipation now hold the ball Roy Roy has intercepted a pass uh, as Carford are piling forward and Roy thinks no way (laughs) fuck off cunt (laughs) Uh, he smacked it straight out to Kenny Logan now Rovers have got four men up Uh, Cross comes in Um, I think it looks like it's helped on by Blackie maybe and Glenn Ritchie Diving header, back of the net. Glenn Ritchie's there! Yes! <laughs> Melchester Rovers 1, Carford 2. Uh, this is just chaos football, which is, of course, the best kind of football. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they've all piled forward and Roy's just got... It's a bit like Liverpool-Manchester City on Sunday. That chaos was quite chaotic. Chaos ball. Um, this is Sky Sports of- and welcome to Chaos Ball Sunday. And it's live. Yeah, yeah. the ref didn't seem to be given all that many fouls under the new directive, which seems to say fouling's out. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, uh, Liverpool's winning goal was just a fucking big launch from Alisson. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. ball. Great stuff. Great to see. It was nice to see. And that's kind of like what we've got here. Um, Melchester's just got the ball. It was a bit like match of the 70s, apart from the pitch was too nice. Yeah. And none of the players had pot bellies. Yeah. He did get offensive crowd behaviour and coin throwing and all that, so that was quite a. Oh, nice I, did, I didn't see that. 
Oh, the Manchester City fans were doing chants, um, Hillsborough chants. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Liverpool fans were throwing coins at Pep Guardiola. So for was, goodness uh, sake, lads, come on. It's just a game, for fuck's sake. Exactly. A child's game. Child's, child's game. game. Fucking, fucking male football fans. Mate, Dear I, God. I, on the West Ham podcast I listened to, the, the lads on that, who are mates of mine, they're like, they went to Anderlecht because we played Anderlecht away in the Conference League and mm. they were really looking forward to it. And when they got there, it was like Bedlam. There was all these fucking Anderlecht skinheads running around trying to kill them. And it's like, mm. that was unfortunate. But, well, you go to the continent, what do you expect, right? But, <laughs> so, but that wasn't the thing that shocked me. The thing that shocked me was uh, there was loads of fighting between West Ham fans not yeah. over a dispute or a falling out, just out of sheer drunkenness and presumably right. cocaine abuse, right? Which is so massive at football. Like, there was a bloke, apparently, who was there with his son. So he's an older guy. His son's about mm. 19, 20. They were walking out of... They'd obviously got, like, prawn sandwich tickets or something like that, right? They were walking out, but they were clearly West Ham fans. And some other lad from the crowd coming out of the normal section just fucking ran up without a buy or leave and cracked this fucking dad in the face. Jesus Christ. And there was loads of it going on. There was just loads of fighting. And it's because a lot of these lads are just getting too... I mean, it's the thing is, it's like you almost think people can't fucking take their beer anymore, right? Because... I, I think as well... People I are just too like pissed. A, I think we're in a really febrile atmosphere as well, just yeah. humanity. Just yeah. in this country, everyone's at the end of their tether. Everyone's yeah. shitting themselves about what's coming next. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Everyone's just got this underlying existential angst about fucking yeah. mortgage, fucking yeah. fees and bills and everything. And everyone's just so wound up. I'm not surprised at all by that, to be honest. Yeah, it's just horrible, but, isn't um, it? It's like, but I just think if you look at the Euros a couple of years ago, and like, you know, we've all fucking hell. God knows. I've been all all over the place, West Ham, and, and and I've been to the odd England game away. And you do, you know, you see some mad shit and people getting a bit out of control. But I looked at that fucking caper before the Euros final with the geezer with the fucking yeah. firework up his ass and all those people like just fucking storming Wembley. And I yeah. thought, fuck's sake, like, calm the fuck down. Everyone likes to... Look, I understand going to football and going a bit mental, especially when you're young, as part of the fun, right? So I'm not going to say, oh, come on, just go and fucking sit calmly like I do. I know, you mm. know, when I was young, I used to go and go a bit balmy at the football. But for fuck's sake, this is just ridiculous now. It's embarrassing. Like, mm. it's just like a bunch of kids who can't take their fucking, their drink and their gear. And they just go fucking bananas. Fireworks Probably. up the arse, everything. Probably the best thing about this upcoming World Cup is that it's not in Europe. Yes. That, yeah, that, that you're right about that. Yeah. Chaotic. You're right. And, and for all the complaints about being in Qatar, which obviously I don't think either of us agree with it being in Qatar, and there's lots of reasons why it shouldn't be in Qatar, but you're right. I hadn't thought that. In the, 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 the atmosphere that that is prevailing here and probably elsewhere in Europe at the moment with the war and all of that, that you correctly identify. I mean, fucking hell. Like everyone meeting up in Germany or France or wherever, it would be, it could be really fucking horrendous, couldn't it? it? Could trigger a world war. No one's fucking, I tell you what, no one's stepping out of line in Qatar. And if they do, <laughs> if they do, we will laugh and laugh and laugh at the consequences. <laughs> Jalapeño.
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. So, uh, yeah, Melchester won Carford too. Uh, it says the huge crowd came alive again and there look at their faces they are indeed very much alive with big smiles across their stupid faces their fucking Hooray! flat caps and their woolly hats <laughs> with the bobbles on the top and everything and there's a really unusually uh, straight fringe at the far right hand side of the frame there um, and that might be Action Man with a beard on the left hand side I don't there, know. there was an but Action anyway. Man with a beard that you could get right yeah, there was. I used to have it. He was the yeah. best one. Hipster yeah. action man, he was called. Yeah, that's the fella. Um, the huge crowd came alive again, and uh, lots of contributions from all of them. That's better. More like the old Melchester magic. Keep it up, the ten men. <laughs> Fucking hell. The ten men. Uh, a rocket from Racy, and we're all square. Rovers, rovers. <laughs> Fuckers. Uh, but although Melchester mounted a continuous onslaught on the Carford goal, final whistle goes, uh, it's all over. They've stolen the points. No, they haven't stolen the points. They've earned the points. <laughs> they've scored two goals. Melchester have scored one. They've won. That's all they've done. They haven't stolen the points, lads. The points weren't yours to be fucking out in the first place. What an anticlimax. Roy must be bitterly disappointed. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Go fucking home, you narky fuckers. The fans were right. Roy's disappointed. He's having, a, he's having a think as he miserably shakes hands with a grinning Carford player. Uh, my first game back in charge. They expected a walkover, but I gave them a defeat. Now I'll soon find out who my friends are. <laughs> yeah. It's Roy the Rover's stuff. It's worries and problems yeah. galore. And it's nearly Christmas. Um, this will separate the cons from the all rights. As I like to call them. <laughs> Which side are you on, the cunts or the all right? Let me fucking guess. The cunts. I have got... In this, in this draw, I have got two dossiers. <laughs> Each dossier is a list. One's called the cunts, the other's called the all right. Choose your dossier, gentlemen. And he storms into the dressing room. As he prepared to face his tight-lipped players... Uh, and that's uh, that's Noel Baxter. Uh, he sits there and he says, "Hey, old Roy certainly transformed the team, lads. I mean, we only lost two one. We lost two nil last week. Fucking hell." Vic Guthrie goes, "Oh!" Uh, reluctant grins followed Noel Baxter's wisecrack, and uh, Duncan Mackay responds by hurling his shirt into Baxter's face. And says, why, you crazy old... Uh, Baxter goes, oof! There's the sweaty, damp Mackay 
riddled shirt hits him in the in the mush. Uh, Trust Baxter, what an idiot! Says someone, I guess, is Jimmy Slade. And then there's Charlie Carter in the bottom right-hand corner, who just simply goes ha ha ha. <laughs> In quite small letters. Mm. Uh, then we see um, the players' lounge, I guess, afterwards because they're all dressed smart casual. Um, Blackie, uh, a nice blue shirt there, open necked, looking very, very handsome, very debonair. Uh, it says Blackie Gray, who had lost the player manager's job to Roy, tried to enter the spirit of the approaching Christmas. And he says, uh, "There'll be the usual knees up round at our place on Boxing Day, Roy. I hope that you, Penny, and the kids can come. Even you know, matey boy, <laughs> bring him. <laughs> I'll put some mattresses against the wall in the garage. We can put him in there. <laughs> Lock him get... in. It'll be all right. No, I, if he comes." I'm going to have to take out extra insurance, though. You know that, don't you? But I'll just get it for the 24 hours. It shouldn't cost I'll, me much. We'll just lock him in there, and I think what happens is he'll find his own spot for toileting, <laughs> and then he won't play in that bit. I know. I've got some old house paint in there, some old tins of house paint that he can play with. And uh, last time he drank quite a lot of emulsion, but the good thing was was that after he'd finished drinking it, he could do his whoopsies in the tin. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Blackie. <laughs> There's old tin load of whoopsies when you left. <laughs> I didn't mind, did I? I mocked out myself. <laughs> put, some, put some hay down or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thanks, Blackie, says Roy. Uh, later, um, they're driving out of the stadium in the darkness. Roy's in the car with Penny. Um, I guess the kids are there as well in the back. Yeah, I can see one of them sat there. Because in the next frame, they open the front door uh, and the kids are going in first. It almost looks as if the kids are waiting by the front door because they've been left alone for a few hours. But nah, he wouldn't leave Roy Jr. on his own. No, I wouldn't. Not with the other kids, uh, especially. He, but so, he doesn't look, sit look, in the back of the car. He sit, they put him in the boot. Once again, no sign of the baby. It comes and goes. Oh, you see her a bit later on, a bit further down. Baby Diana. Uh, so they're leaving the uh, stadium and uh, driving. Is that? Oh, yeah, that's Roy's car. I thought it might have been Penny's. Uh, he says, well, Penny, no one said very much despite that shambles of a game. But it, it's kind of like, I think I got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> they lost again, but I don't think they're blaming me. It's all Blackie's fault. <laughs> uh, it may be all different after their Christmas break. Penny says, Christmas? I don't think it's going to be one of our happiest festive seasons, Roy. Fucking hell, cheer up. Christ. Um, but indeed, as the race family arrived home, uh, hey, look what's arrived in the lunchtime post to go with the sackfuls we've already received. And there's a massive pile of Christmas cards that come through the letterbox. Loads of cards, Roy's, probably all for me. Roy's home address is, of course, widely known. Yeah. Uh, and people Some people say you should not make that sort of information public, but my attitude is... If they didn't know my address, how could they send me cards? 
And I'll be honest, I really, really, really like getting fuckloads of Christmas cards every year because it reminds me of my status and popularity. <laughs> sure, there might be one or two death threats. The old brick through the window, but I, that's a small I, price to pay. I just laugh it off. Yeah, the adulation weighs it out. No problem. <laughs> Someone bricks my window, I just fucking laugh out the window of them as they're running away. <laughs> And say, come, <laughs> come back and look at my latest bank statement, con. I'll have the fucking emergency glaze around. This will all be fixed by the time I go to bed. While I'm at it, I might as well get it triple glazed. I've been thinking of doing that anyway. As they're running off down the driveway, I shout, living well as the best revenge, cunt. <laughs> I might get it fucking quadruple glazed. I don't care. Try <laughs> I get a brick through that, you cunt? <laughs> so, more Christmas cards. Um, and he's reading one of them. He looks so happy. Look at his face there. He's reading it with his eyes closed. That's nice. Don't need to look at it. I know everything in there anyway. I've been oh, around I don't enough. Give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what they've put. The fact they've sent it in off. <laughs> I don't want to read I'm it go- because it might be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> We've got time. I am simply not interested in anything they've got to say. But uh, I am interested in the fact they've made the effort. <laughs> he says, they're all from Melchester fans welcoming me back to Melchester and wishing me good luck. Bless them. You know, Penny, whatever lies in store for us, you, me and the kids are going to have a smashing Christmas. And then there's a family shot of them all. Look at Penny's face. My God. Her what face. is that? She is. There has genuinely been drawings of Penny so powerful and vivid in the past that both Andy and I have been severely triggered by them, Almost and that is testament. It takes a lot. It, it, that that is testament to David Skew's artistry when he's in his mm. pomp. But this this isn't. This is just like a thumbprint for his for her face, and as for the Do you know what she looks like. She looks like Gary Stevens, the Tottenham she one, looks like, not the Everton she one. She looks like Liza Minnelli just escaped from a fire. <laughs> she does, yeah. It's a fucking That's car horrific. crash of a drawing for a, a once one of the most beautifully drawn women of all time. Yeah. What a sad decline. to this. And you'll see uh, also baby Diana, who's now almost a toddler. She hasn't got any facial features either, really. Just some dots. A C- couple of dots, like you do when you're really young. She's got- got a ball to play with now um, I can't remember what the girl one of the twins is called it's, I always forget it's Melinda I think Melinda Melissa right? they called her Melissa once I think by mistake by mistake Melissa Melinda whatever <laughs> not, Mel. as, not as bad as when my sister-in-law was pissed and called called her own daughter my niece Martin <laughs> <laughs> which we've never let her forget so her uh, nickname ever since in the family became Martin. Oh, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a niece called Maddie, and her mum was so pissed she called her Martin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my always, God. We've always just called her Martin ever since. Um, Jesus, that's really bad. Yeah, it's quite upsetting, I suppose. Uh, but this girl, Melinda, she's like, look at her face. She looks like she's had a stroke. Um, We're not exaggerating, yeah. by the way, everyone. If you see this... Because like Andrew will have posted on the Twitter, you will see that this is this is an illustration that like there has got been zero effort. It's horrifying. Look, I mean, Roy's had 
the jaw transplant, I think. Yeah. He's been given 20% extra jaw. Fucking Roy hell. often looks like the the lads, and I mean both lads from Buck's Feast, doesn't he? Yeah. Certainly yeah. got the hairdo. I think that's that's what they were auditioned on, the basis of. That's how they got the job in Buck's Feast. They I've got a vision. Look the, like. the Svengali phone, I've got a vision. The name came to me in the night. Box face. You can't think of anything more sophisticated than that, can you? Fresh orange juice with champagne. Right? Oh, ooh la la. Ooh la la, indeed. The vision is this. Two birds, big tits, blonde hair. Two lads, that's the twist, both look like Roy Race. We're not worrying too much about that. That's, that's boxed off. That's took care of. The two lasses, though, right? One of them, quite homely. Children's TV presenter, Cheryl Baker. The other one, Jay Aston, total filth. <laughs> I want one. And it's very important that one of them has a very common Cockney accent. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. So I don't know where you put ads for this sort of thing, where it's the stage newspaper or what have you, but just put it in. Wanted. Two fellas must look like Roy Race. One homely common bird, one filthy bird. Please what? apply below. One with a Cockney accent for the children's TV. You call her maybe a Cockney uh, Cock Sparrow, that kind of Co- thing. Cock Sparrow sort of gal. The other one, you can imagine doing it with her in a rowing boat. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> and I want them all in those sort of satin jackets that the Americans like to wear at the baseball games. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, I want the birds to have skirts that are only attached by easy-release Velcro. So during the song, they can rip them off and chock them. Tell them that. Let them know as soon as they walk in, them skirts are coming off to reveal slightly smaller skirts. Uh, And I'll tell you this, right? They might have their hesitations, but they won't when you fucking tell them the name of the band. Box Fizz is fucking destined for number one. Then they'll get it. Then they'll understand. (laughs) So there's the family there. Roy Jr. just kind of looks like he always looks... Uh... And that's the end of the episode, and it looks like the, the battery's gone on Sam's phone because he's just disappeared. So, uh, yeah, Roy says, uh, Penny says, I hope that goes for everybody. And Roy says, you bet, Penny. Let's hear it, and kids, both together now. And the kids just say, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And that's the episode. We've uh, We've lost Sam. But it's finished anyway. And it says, next time, meet Malchester's latest brilliant young prospect. Marks out a 10. Let's give her a 10. Thank you. Goodbye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.